this is the first of hopefully many uh, podcasts that I'm going to be doing. Um, I'm Westy from Westwork Productions. Uh, my gamer tag is Westinator X on the Xbox. Um, and I'm just going to start off by plugging Westwork Productions. Um, if you want to go like them on Facebook, if you want to go like it on Facebook, um, that'd be great. But uh, yeah, so the idea of this podcast, I guess, is to bring to you discuss my discussions and thoughts on different TV shows, films, um, games, and even current topics and all sorts of random different things. Um, and yeah, and it'll just be like sharing opinions and having a bit of fun, really. Um, but I'll also be having like other people in and we'll have discussions um, about these topics and I'll maybe ask people things that about stuff that I'm not really into but I think there's a big audience for. Um, yeah, so I have a whole bunch of topics lined up from question ideas to just talking about games or even doing game commentary, so even doing a commentary while I'm playing a game or with someone and we're playing a game. Or we might even pull out an old console and start playing something on that and having a bit of fun. Um, but yeah, the music introduction to start off that you heard um, is uh, um, a piece of music which I used um, in a production that I did recently and I used it in the credits of a video that I made. and. It. Uh, I was reviewing it again recently and decided to that I thought I'd heard the music before. I was listening to it and I was like, okay, I've heard this before. Where have I heard this? So I took that the little music file um, and it was probably only it's only about fifty six seconds and I listened to it a couple times and went, yeah, I do know this. And uh, I went and looked it up and found that it was actually from the two thousand and eight Ubisoft game uh, Rainbow Six Vegas Two. Um, and I absolutely loved that game. I played a lot of that game. Um, and actually, when backwards compatibility came to the Xbox One, it was actually the first game that I installed and played again. Um, and to much to my surprise, it's a game that's uh, we're in 2016 now, so it's it's almost it's almost eight years old. Um, it uh, there was still people playing it online, and there was a, there were so many games that I could join. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, thinking then thinking on that, I thought, well, hey, Rainbow Six Siege came out just last year, at the end of last year, um, and I got that when it came out and really enjoyed it. So I was just gonna share thoughts and ideas on that. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really good game. Um, I quite enjoyed it. Um, some of the mechanics were kind of annoying. They um, the aiming system wasn't refined very well, so I found that if I was aiming at something specific and then I wanted to move like a tiny bit, uh, if I wanted to move my right stick just a tiny bit, that I'd aim slightly more to the right or to the left, um, I found that it wouldn't be able to do that because of the dead zone, and what it would do it is a jump. So I ended up getting around that and moving my body instead, which had a much more smooth movement, um, which was really weird and it annoyed me and I know a few other friends, I know a friend who played the beta and he was put off getting the game because of this. Um, I just worked around it and really enjoyed it and thought it was a good game. Um, and it's really a tactical game, so you can't, it's, it's a lot different to something like COD or Halo. Um, there's a lot to do with tactics and teamwork um, and seeing you know what your teammates what ability characters your teammates are using to use your own to change and use something different that they're not using and that you think would help the team in you know completing your objective um, so yeah I thought it was a really good game um, and yeah I just really enjoyed that 
Um, I guess one of the things um, that I really wanted to talk about was um, the Black Ops 3 Zombies. So I bought Black Ops 3 uh, when it was on sale just after Christmas there. Um, so you could, can, you could call me a Christmas noob pretty much. Um, and uh, I dived straight into Zombies because I hadn't really, I hadn't, obviously, I hadn't got any of the other Call of Duties that had come out since Black Ops 2. So I hadn't really been following along. I didn't do the the equivalent of zombies, whatever it was, in Advanced Warfare, I think it was, I'm not entirely sure. Um, and so I dived straight into the zombies because I felt like I hadn't played, you know, next-gen zombies uh, in, a, in a while and I hadn't really gotten into it. So I went, I went in and um, because I'd bought the Deluxe Edition, I got the Giant, which is the remake of the map all the way back from World at War. Um, and I played that straight away because I thought, oh, this is fantastic. Um, and I really enjoyed it, and it was kind of weird seeing the new guns in the old map. Um, I really hoped they would have left some of the old guns in. It was great to see the Wonder Wolf back again. Um, that was amazing. I loved getting that for the first time again. It was great. Um, but yeah, and then I went over and there was this Shadows of Evil map. And uh, any of you who have played Black Ops obviously know that there are there's a ranking system in each t part of the game. So you have a campaign rank, you have a multiplayer rank, you have a and you have a zombies rank, and I think there's a nightmare rank. I haven't actually gone into that yet. Um, but yeah, so I was looking, and in, in, with the zombies ranking system, I was playing with loads of people who were ranked two or three, and I found it didn't take long to get up to ten, fifteen. Um, but um, I was playing with loads of people who were ranked two and three, and we were, got, and I went into the Shadows of Evil and was so confused in my first game. Um, there's so much that you have to do. The beasts, I thought, was so weird. Um, I didn't know what I was doing for a start. I hadn't looked up anything, so I was going in completely fresh, just wandering around, looking up stuff. Um, so I decided to come out of it um, because I found that having teammates either helped me, like, and like well, there was one guy in the game who knew what he was doing, and he grabbed the beast and went off and did a bunch of stuff. And I kind of looked and went, okay, so you have to clearly have to do stuff. Um, but we didn't do any of the rituals or anything like that, which unlocked the pack-a-punch. So um, I came out of it anyway and went went into a game solo and just started exploring the map. And for any first-time people, um, I would definitely suggest to go and just explore the map first, because it's quite a complex map and there's a lot to it. So it's split up into all these districts. So there's the Canal District, the Floodlight District, and the Waterfront District. Um, and you start in Easy Street. I thought it was the funniest name ever when I turned around and looked at the signpost, and it's called Easy Street. But um, and so yeah, uh, but when you leave the first area, the first door is only 500 points, so you can actually buy the first door the minute you spawn. Um, and then you go out into the junction, which is the area which I like to camp in um, and hang around in and just go around. I think it's one of the better areas because um, it's so open and there's a lot of space. Um, but yeah, anyway, and you've got all these different locations, and I'd really suggest going off and opening up all the doors. I think there are about 12 or 13, maybe 14 doors in the whole map. Um, and I really suggest just going off and exploring them all on solo first, before you join in any games, just to get a feel for everything and see where everything is. Um, because it's quite complex, and there's loads of little alleyways, and you go up places and go across balconies and all sorts of stuff everywhere. So... Um, yeah, it's a re it's a really interesting map, um, but I think a lot of people are put off by it because it's so complicated. Um, 
to do anything in. Um, so like the getting, creating, making the pack a punch, um, which is a vital thing, I suppose, to survive into high rounds. Um, getting the pack a punch is pretty much like doing an Easter egg, and I think it's called the Easter egg of the map as well. Um, so it's kind of, so it's a bit, it's quite complex doing all the different things to actually get the pack a punch. So it's just going to explain really quickly. Um, for people who don't really know how to get the pack a punch, just how you get it. Um, so yeah, you get it by doing a series of rituals. There are four different rituals on the map which you do. One is um, set to each character. Now it, you don't need that specific character to do the rituals, but you'll notice when you're doing it, oh, this is to do with this person, this is to do with this person, and this is to do with this person, and all that. Um, so. Um, yeah, so there's actually a lot you can, there's, there's four of them, and then once you complete those four, um, you need to open up the rift, or you can do it beforehand, it's probably better to do it beforehand, is open up the rift, and you go through, it's like a portal, and it teleports you to, um, almost like a bomb shelter, it's the, it's the um, metro station underneath, um, underneath the map, and uh, in there, when you, once you complete all four of the rituals, what happens is, the a wall breaks down and you can go into this room and you collect a gate worm once you complete each of the rituals and then you put these onto these chalices which then allows you to do the fifth ritual and then once you do the fifth ritual it turns on the pack punch um, which is as any zombie player might know is vital for just surviving into the higher ends um, so yeah you have to use the beast pretty much I think for nearly all of the rituals you need the beast um, to actually get to them. So you use the beast to unlock the doors to get up to them. Um, and actually you can complete the first ritual in the first round um, by grabbing the beast, um, smashing the, the box to get the sacrifice ball. Um, if you've, you need to open the, the first door though for the 500 points, running across, um, electrifying the thing to drop the pen, going grappling up to the um, building and then running around and coming down and electrifying the door so that you can actually get up there and then you can go up there and you place the ballpoint pen which you drop by electrocuting the thing see this is just the first ritual and it's already sounding really complicated um, at some point I would really like to go through it and explain it with a video um, because it's really complex and it's really difficult it's not really difficult I got it in about three games and I boiled it down to probably getting the pack-a-punch by round 11 was my best shot but if I really tried and I was really pushing it I could probably get it by round 9 um, which which is which is pretty which is pretty good um, and then of course you do have the other Easter egg on the map um, but anyway I was basically just saying here for Christmas noobs for people who've come into the game and haven't a clue what they're doing in this new map Shadows of Evil um, I would definitely suggest you to play it and not just leave zombies because you don't like the map. Um, it is a really good map and they've put a lot of thought into it. Um, I feel like it's leaning on the side that um, oh, that Transit was in Black Ops 2. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it is good, but I definitely suggest the first thing for you to do is go and just run around the map, open up all the doors, don't do anything, maybe just play till around 12 or something um, and just run around getting a feel for all the different locations um, seeing where everything is and uh, if you can get and if you can start off by using the beast and figuring out what he does um, 
because I found the beast is a really important thing for actually getting places and unlocking things and obviously turning on the perks. Um, but uh, I found that every time I use the beast, I'm never I've never stopped using the beast. Like when I start using the beast, I just go and I keep going. I I find I'm running out of time. I never find that I have a couple seconds left and I'm like, oh, I have nothing left to do. I always find that there's always something I'm trying to do with the beast. You should know there's never a moment where you're like, oh, I don't need to do something. I've done everything until you've pretty until you've done everything. And maybe there's one thing left that you missed because you didn't have enough time. Uh, then you're like, OK, just grab this and turn back into a human. Um, so, yeah, so the beast is a really important thing. Um, but just as I was mentioning the perks, you have to use the beast's electric power to turn on the perks. Um, but uh, one of the things that um, might help people out is obviously when you spawn, quick revive is in the area that you spawn. Um, if you go out of that area and you go into the junction, um, beside each of the doors to move on into other locations, there's a little crate um right next to the doors or really close to them and on that crate will be a smashed bottle and each time it will tell you which perk is where so say if um, Juggernog is in the um, canal district when you walk over to the door that opens up the canal district there'll be there's a crate to the left um, at the railing and on that crate if it was Juggernog it'd be a bottle smashed in half and it would be red and it would look like Juggernog um, and then obviously the same with the other ones so it'd be Speed Cola is green and Double Tap is yellow and they're and they sit in front of the doors because the perk locations are the same every time but the perk itself changes so um, it could be Speed Cola one time or it could be Juggernog the next time um, so the machine is in the same place each, is the machine is in the same place each time but which perk it is differs um, so one of the things I find is it's I generally go for jug first um, you obviously need to decide what you're going for first are you going for the box or are you going for jug um, they're kind of the two decisions you need to make generally at the beginning and if they're both in the same place that's fantastic that's that's giving you a big help. Um, but yeah, anyway, for noobs, I would definitely say first thing to do, figure out what the beast does, um, spend a bit of time just looking at what he does, and then explore the map and find out all the different locations and find out where you can go with the beast. Um, and don't forget that the beast can grapple to high places. Um, so that's also really handy as well. Um, anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Um, I hope this has helped some people or you've enjoyed listening. Um, I'll hopefully have more of these coming up in the next few weeks, few months. Um, I'm not going to be doing these on a regular basis, although it might start becoming regular. But, um, yeah, that's not the idea of them. I'm not going to be doing it, like, every week or every four days or something. It'll just be whenever I feel like doing one. If there's a topic um, that I think is interesting or that people have been talking about or that my friends have been saying, oh, yeah, this is something that's weird or a big topic of conversation that comes up. Anyway, thank you very much for listening.